the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. It's on my end, not yours. Oh, okay. I don't hear anything. There we go. How are you? I'm alright. How are you? Doing fine. Can you hear my fan? Um, uh, uh, no. I don't. Okay. Well, as long as you can't hear, that's cool. How do you have a fan on? How do I have a fan on? Yeah, I'm freezing. It's just air circulation, but it's way across the room, so I haven't gone to turn it off. It's actually cool enough in here. Oh, okay. I'm I'm in the base. And because the basement's still, it's cooling down, but because it's been the whole summer, it's still, it's like the perfect temperature right now, in my opinion. Right. I understand the air circulation thing. It's like, I can take almost any temperature if the air is circulating. Yeah. But that stale, like, yeah. It drives me nuts. Because so. we have so much exposed. Hey, here's another. That's what she said. So much exposed wood in the room that um, that the <laughs> Put air. Put your like, pants on, Spencer. Uh, um, <laughs> if I had like a zipper that was close enough to the mic, I would have zipped it up just then. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to like throw my thrust my junk at the microphone. Um, but like there's like, you know, it gets kind of that wooden like just musty thing if I don't have yeah. the fan. So I usually like what I'll do probably in the next few weeks as it cools down more as I'll probably turn the fan completely away from the screening room area and kind of have it blowing underneath the stairs and that'll sort of move stuff around. Yeah, makes sense. But so. anyway, how are, are, we, are we, are we recording? Is this recording? Is this the excitement that they're hearing this week? Yeah. I was about to say, it should tell you that we're recording after our, uh, our two plus hour dissertation on our friendship. We took a little break <laughs> Hey, I, I said it's probably going to be two weeks. No, you did. So, you did. I'm glad uh, you did. Mostly because, like, fall TV season is in full swing. And so, like, this is me at my <laughs> my most busiest at doing nothing. So, just sitting on my ass watching television. <laughs> Which is <laughs> what I was doing before, except I was binge watching TV. Like, the same shows. So, I mean, I haven't even started the new season of Daredevil yet. I heard it's really good. Yeah, and apparently not doing great in their uh, whatever metric. But that's all just speculation. So, it could be on the chopping block. Which, if they cancel Daredevil, I mean, why even bother with anything else? Yeah, I mean... My thing is, I think, okay, look, I was, we were dedicated to this together. I, we did an all night podcast binge on Jessica Jones and like, like I was in the bag, but then it became too much for me personally and I'm behind, but I also, by the nature of these Marvel movies and shows, you can't miss one in your mentality. Like in my mind, I'm like, I can't miss one. 
And so I'm now way behind. I haven't watched any of them in a long time because I didn't want to watch Iron Fist because it was supposed to be so terrible. And I know not everyone is like me, but I have learned that if I have some weird quirk, other people also have the same weird quirk. And what if they shot themselves in the foot by making, making Iron Fist, which was bad, and it spiraled people out because it's just too much? I, I think that's honestly a solid theory because I know several people uh, who basically felt like that. Like, well, I've heard nothing but bad stuff about Iron Fist. I really don't want to slog through that. And even despite me going like, you don't need to watch it. You still haven't like progressed past that. So, and, and I'm not, I'm not, that, that sounds like I'm almost victim blaming, but right. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Um, but you know, you don't need to have watched it, but I, I also understand the mentality of like, no, but I should watch it because I should watch all of them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it, it kind of worries me for what happens. People will say Iron Man 2 is bad or whatever, um, or that Age of Ultron is not that great. And I mean, those are arguable uh, opinions, but what happens when they make a truly bad movie or better yet two truly bad movies in a row. Mm -hmm. Like not just like, Oh, well it kind of underperformed. Like maybe Dr. Strange didn't do as much as they had hoped or wanted it to do, but it's not necessarily a bad movie. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what happens when they make not just underperforming movies two legit, terrible movies in a row. What happens then? I mean, do we shut the whole thing down and start over or do they try to rescue it or I don't know. It, it does worry me. So that's what keeps me up at night. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> this is where it turns into the existential podcast again. Uh, um, I feel I, I was listening to your podcast with Adam on the x-wing files bonus did you guys how did that work was that automatic for the did that put a cross post across a different podcast or just on the x-wing files just on the x-wing files gotcha so yeah so your whole thing where you're trying to kind of describe what we're doing was pretty funny to me i don't know why it just amused me as you were you used the word existential like four times and that just cracked me up um yeah because navel gazing sounds like i'm demeaning it so that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay that's okay um, it is a very navel gazing podcast because it, which I mean, I guess a lot of it is. I don't, it's weird to me how much stuff that as a society we pass off as other things besides like narcissistic when it's all really just narcissism. Like it's really just about us. We're just trying to make it about other things or other people so that we don't seem so selfish. And that's not true at all. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, anyway, what have you been doing? I've <laughs> uh, been playing a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah. Which you, which you really came in the cusp of. We haven't talked about that. So, I bought my first video game in over a year. I'm pretty sure. I've gotten some free stuff on the PlayStation Network that I've literally never played except for... 
Mad Max. I did get that, and then I quit it because it was open world, and I hated it. Like I hate I I get the the. So let me. This is it has a point that leads into Spider Man, but <laughs> right. So that I just realized I was getting to my point a little too fast. So I, I've really been wanting to play the Mad Max game for a long time. So I like the idea of it. I love the the franchise, the Mad Max franchise, and the idea of doing these car chases and kind of this open terrain and that world sounded really fun. And then I played like two hours of it, and I was just like, just cut my eyeballs out i don't i just just the idea i have to i gotta ride around and i gotta find some gas and then i gotta find a tire and then i gotta find with this crazy person one mission at a time to get a car so i can finally drive around i'm like two hours into the game trying to just to get a car so i can start the open world part of the open world game and i just was like i'm done and i deleted it from my playstation and so like that's the last game i really played and the last game i bought i don't know a while back and i got probably six or seven hours into it and then i just stopped but so that being said spider-man this new game which is like the best-selling spider-man game ever by like all the ones combined have sold less than this one has sold is a stat i read yesterday um and it's open world with the world being new york city and i just can't stop i've gotten like an hour of gameplay a day since like for the last week and it's so good and it's so fun and you got to re- i mean i played it maybe once before you got here um and so you got to play it some what do you think of it uh the i loved it uh the open world aspect is is fantastic they do a really good job of giving you a big space to explore without uh kind of um stranding making- you yeah yeah um you know it's interesting you said that it's the best-selling uh, Spider-Man game. Like, com- if you combine all the other games, um, which if you don't play a lot of video games, or if you don't play a lot of superhero video games, uh, or if you know the reputation, might sound like kind of a slight. But Sp- the Spider-Man games are you are probably the only superhero franchise that is translated really really well to video games especially from the original playstation forward yeah just across the board it's worked pretty well um spider-man 2 was one of the best playstation 2 games hands down i love that game and primarily for the same reason it was very open world you could just do all kinds of things and not feel like this is just overwhelming like grand theft auto to me was very overwhelming because uh, i just like I, I, I don't know what to do i don't know where to go i don't know where to start and i don't really understand it other than oh drive around and beat people up or whatever um spider-man i got and i i didn't really i didn't play any of the missions but I mean, the open world aspect's fantastic. I could have just swung around the city and, you know, rescued cats out of trees for hours, which is not something you do in the game, but you know what I mean. That's something we talked about would be great for a Superman game. Um, No, no, no. So that's the thing. So, yeah, I think you're nailing all the stuff that I really liked about it. It's, It's very much like it's this... It is open world, but it is contained. You're never, you never feel stranded. There's always some movement to, 
So like you, you can web sling and it's very easy and intuitive to do so. And it gives you these pop-ups of tips how to do it in different ways. And then honestly, I think in cooler ways, and that's really great. Um, but it is very relaxing. It's not a stressful experience to web sling. Like I've told, I told my wife like two times and she reminded me, I've already told her this, but I think it's the most relaxing video game I've ever played. Like, and I know that it's, it's not because it's trying to be extra mellow. There's plenty of action you can have if you want it. But it's got all these, like, if you die, you're just going to restart. It's not a big deal. But, like, the web slinging is such a big part of the open world experience, just exploring that, like, I just swing around and I'm happy and it's nice. And I listen to, so on my PlayStation, I have my Spotify hooked up to it. And so what I'll do is I will, um, I will put on a playlist and just swing around. But I will say what's really fun is to put on Queen's Greatest Hits when I'm going to do a level and just listen to Queen rocking out as you're swinging around and punching people. But I'm digressing because I like this game so much. But the whole thing is like I never felt challenged to enjoy myself, which I think is like it. I think open world games can be intellectual to a fault. Like the Fallout games are beautiful, but they're so intellectual that they become really boring to me. Because like I read novels. I watch a lot of film. I'm not looking for that kind of entertainment here. I'm looking for something different. And Spider-Man's got that sort of visceral appeal without the stress. Even even though some of the missions are hard, I just never feel stressed about it. Um, It's very odd. It's a very unique thing. And it may be just that the open world is New York City, which is my favorite place in the entire world. I've been a few times. I was there earlier this year, and it's just so weird to be there uh, in this game doing this thing. I don't know, man. I really, really love the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to get my hands on it and play it. It might be a while, unfortunately. December. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'll be moved into a new place by then, so I'll have more, uh, you know, sit on my couch and play video games while I watch TV kind and of you, time. And you so. eat healthy juices and eat vegan and eat supplements. No, probably yes. not. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes you will live till you're 90 if we have anything to say about it they have white chocolate peanut m&ms now but i thought you loved oreos call back no. <laughs> go, watch, go listen go listen to <laughs> the x-wing files i, I, finally, I can appreciate oreos <laughs> i finally got caught up on your whole podcast by the way i, I can tell Except for commentaries. I don't know why I don't jump on the commentaries. I just do them at random. So I have not caught up on commentaries at all. Well, that that's, that's one of the things I really dig about the Patreon model. Mm-hmm. Is, like, especially for stuff like that. Like, if it was a regular episode, going back to the Daredevil thing, it would feel like, well, I got to watch this episode, right? Because what if they reference something you know, that happened somewhere else. And then, you know, I've got to deal with that. If I didn't listen to it, I won't know what they're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. Whereas the commentaries aren't regular episodes. They're just on our Patreon. So, I mean, if you don't listen to them, that's great. You're not really missing anything, but they're there when you need something to listen to. Yeah. And they've got this great, like you guys have your jokes in the commentaries, but it's it's sort of like they're uh, holiday specials or something. To use the Star Wars reference, they're they're they are to the side 
of what's going on, so you sort of know the dynamic and the 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 jokes and stuff. But I don't ever. If you listen to a regular podcast episode, if you miss one, you feel like, oh, I've missed part of the story, right? But if you listen to a commentary, like they're never referenced in the regular episodes, really, except that they exist. And so you just never feel like you're missing anything to skip around on them. And I just that's what I'll do when I run out of podcast. I have you guys as a reserve for those commentaries because the humor through line is there. But the narrative through line is never interrupted if I'm jumping around. I think way too much about your podcast. It's maybe a little weird. Maybe our relationship's unhealthy. <laughs> it's it's strange to me that it's always weird to me that anybody appreciates anything I do because that's just the way I am. But it is very strange to me, like that you have a relationship with the podcast beyond like, oh, it's my friend's podcast, and I so I listen to it to support him. So. Yeah, no, I just don't see the point of doing something like that. <laughs> like, I have friends who have podcasts, and I appreciate them, but it's like, that's a lot of time that I lose listening to a podcast. So, sorry, friends. <laughs> I gotta want to engage with it, and there's not many topics I want to engage with as endlessly as I'm good with engaging uh, with uh, Star Wars. If that yeah, makes and, sense. and with people who generally aren't being about Star Wars. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And even when we are, we're kind of doing it really tongue-in-cheek. So, because people take that crap way too seriously. Except for Jacob, who's totally wrong about The Last Jedi. Hey, Jacob. <laughs> you know he doesn't actually hate The Last Jedi, right? Well, no, so just recently I got real perspective on it because of the episode where you guys kind of talk about that a little bit. You're talking about the opening of it. And I was like, oh, he doesn't hate it. But I really did until that moment think he truly hated all of The Last Jedi, like everything about it. No, no, no. There's, and I mean, but see, weirdly enough, you would think that, like, if somebody asked you, you'd be like, Jacob does not like The Last Jedi. Logan really likes The Last Jedi. And I do. And there are parts of it that he doesn't like. But the, the, the parts like there's there's huge chunks of that movie that I don't like. There's a whole twenty minute block of that movie that I'm just like could be deleted from the history of Star Wars and I would be okay with it. You know? And I don't I honestly don't think he feels that like that strongly about any of that. Except for maybe the Mary Poppins moment. I know that he's really just like, ugh, it looks so bad. <laughs> He definitely hates that. And that's fine. But I love it. Mostly because of Rebels. I, I like the moment. I do think it looks not great. So, You know, we're all wrong sometimes. And one of us is wrong now. I'll, let, <laughs> I'll just let the people decide on who that is. Uh, and by people, I mean, like, I don't know. Marie I mean. and Jacob. <laughs> Marie and Jacob. Weekly shout out to Marie. But we know where Jacob falls. So. Well... I I don't know what to say. I I feel like I'm gonna cattily like dismiss people, and I'm not gonna do that. So I'm not trying to be catty, but he's wrong. <laughs> I can't wait for this podcast to get referenced on that podcast. Jacob and I are gonna start like a like a podcast shade fight. We're just gonna <laughs> throw shade all the time. It's gonna be great. Oh. Um. So uh, what else has been going on? What else has been going on? I don't know, man. 
It's been, I don't know. I've been busy at work. It's been something. Me too. Have, have you really? Because I get texts from you and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, this is going to sound braggy as fuck, but I was told today that there was a conversation had about me and <laughs> the phrase most undervalued asset was brought up. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. I told you, though, man, you don't understand. I don't think you have a full appreciation for how corporate life works. And because of that, uh, you you undervalue yourself as well. And it's really funny to me because, like, you don't understand. You take for granted that everyone should just work hard and do their job right. And it's like, that's not how people do things. And that's why you are valuable because people don't traditionally do what you're speaking about. I, I do see that more and more. Um, I, I think part of my issue with that, like or the reason I think like that is because I tend to throw up walls. Um, not, you know, well, maybe walls is the wrong word, curtains. So that when I'm doing something, for either a short or extended period of time, I don't really see what's going on around me. Sure. So if somebody's not doing something, I'm focused on what I'm doing. So I I don't see or care what it is that they're not doing. But again, going to sound braggy as fuck. I've gotten good enough at my job that generally by 11 o'clock, unless some shit has gone sideways, I don't have much to do the rest of the day. So I come back from lunch most days and go, do you need help with anything? Do you need help with anything? And just make my way around the office. So that's, that's almost my day to day. And the more I do that, the more I see other people finding ways to not work. Yeah. Like, just going out of their way. Um, like, today I asked this guy if he needed help with something. And he was, I won't get into specifics, but he did. And I solved this problem. And it basically, like, I had to, some phone calls had to be made. And he was like, great, are you going to take care of that? I was like, dude, I just gave you the solution. Now you want me to do the work, too. And I'm looking at you. And you're not doing anything right now. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. You can't stop what you're doing to fix your own problem. When all you got to do is make a simple phone call. And, you know, well, I'm kind of doing this and this and this and this. And I was just like, whatever, man. Like, whatever. I, I don't. I don't care at that point. I gave you the solution, you know, you know, it's like asking me to add something up and then I tell you the answer and you're like, well, can you just work that out on the paper for me? Like, no, man. (laughs) Or me working it out on paper and then you going, can you just go ahead and add that up for me? That's a better, uh, like, no, I just did all the hard work. (laughs) All you got to do is just put pieces together. No, go fuck yourself. Yeah, there's had some similar stuff, but again, I'm just gonna. I just have this this ongoing fear that uh, 
that someone from work will one day find this because I have enough coworkers who are podcast savvy. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna not talk about it. Yeah, um, I don't have that fear. <laughs> no, yeah, no, and I and I envy your lack of that fear. Um, most of the people I work with would be like, "What's a podcast?" Would so. be or are constantly like that. I don't. Any... Really, I don't talk about it at work. Oh, you, I thought you used to though, right? Because don't some um, people know? Yeah, uh, but most of those people don't work there anymore. So. Oh, because they were terrible, um, and you were amazing. Or moved to different departments. So, you know, all of the people I came in with are gone. So that's crazy from your training class. Yep, that's insane. One of them currently works on the night shift, and one of them was a uh, worked in let's say worked in another department. And went back to that department because the money was so much better. And so he's not, uh, I mean, he still works for the company technically, but he's not, not in the position he was hired into. So, um, and is that it? Oh, there's, there's one other guy who works, uh, weekends now instead of Monday through Friday. So. So yeah, some of them got fired, some of them quit. So. I I'm trying to think like my training class when I got started. I think about <laughs> half are no longer with the company, and we're all sort of doing different things. One of them just actually came sort of to. We have a. If I'm in the training department, we have a group that um, they do quality basically, so like uh, assessments of people's work. And uh, so think about like how those go hand in hand. I train and then they see how training works, both short term and long term. And so he got into that sort of adjacent department. And so he's uh, now, so I'm, I'm near like one person I worked with when I came in, but everyone else is sort of different places. Yeah, it's very strange, but I, I would, I would have thought if you'd have asked me in the beginning, I would have said, oh no, that's, that's kind of terrifying. Like, cause I at least feel some camaraderie with these people, but here we are and I'm way more comfortable with the current people I work with and in my current position than I ever was in like the first year that I worked there. So, right. It's, and um, I've changed how bosses far things... twice. So, <laughs> Did you, know? you change back to a boss at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. Um, can't keep up with all your shenanigans yeah my original boss he's in a different department now too and a position opened up recently there and he was like hey uh what do you think and i was like uh they can't pay me what i'm making here so you know and i'm literally moving to to georgia to be closer to where i work and this would require me to now commute from georgia to chattanooga rather than Chattanooga to Georgia every day. So I feel like I would have just shot myself in the foot. <laughs> um, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Uh, yeah, I was like, no, not right now, man. Like maybe if things just get really bad or go sideways somewhere, I'll start looking. But I'm that guy that gets comfortable. 
and especially when the money's good enough, then I'm not going to start looking. If I'd have won the lottery, though, I don't know. I probably still would have went to work. <laughs> that was actually my plan. I was going to go to work, and I was going to tell my boss what I thought of the people that I felt like I needed to share information about. <laughs> to their face. <laughs> no, no. I was going to tell my boss, hey, look, you can handle this, or I'll go tell him now, because I now have nothing to lose, just to see what he'd do. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was a two-week discussion about what would happen if we won the lottery since there was a rollover at work. So I know, like, the odds are insanely against you no matter what, right? But yep. I feel like doing it in the throes of one of these, your odds have to be, even if it's infant, infinitesimal? What's the word I'm looking for? I think that's it. Infinitesimally smaller. It's somewhat smaller no, no, sorry. Your chances are somewhat better, even if it's a tiny, 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 tiny little bit better right after one of these because less people are playing the lottery. You know what I mean? Like, why not play it now for a smaller lottery? I, I don't think it improves your chances really at all. Because the numbers, yeah, but the numbers are so random. It's not necessarily about the amount of people. It's really just so random. So, okay, one guy won the, the the whole thing. The whole thing. So, which I don't know if Marie would know this at all. So, our because I know they they have a national lottery in in the UK. I'm pretty sure, but either way, ours got to um, uh, basically a, almost two billion dollars is the largest ever. Correct? Is that right, Logan? Yes. For us, at least, I don't know about worldwide, but um, and the t- cash out after taxes and stuff was like nine hundred and four million dollars take home. If you just were to cash it all out, that's that's why we're talking about it. It's like the, it, no one had seen anything like it. Everyone was talking about it. So if you don't have context or maybe you don't pay attention to lottery stuff, I know if there's a random listener out there. There was a guy that I worked with who we had to explain the lottery to. <laughs> and and so, I mean, I, would, I think back to like college and I think a few times people told me, did you hear about the lottery last week? And I was like, no, because I didn't because I just didn't pay attention to stuff like that when I was in college. And so maybe someone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, because that's the deal. Huge, gigantic lottery. And um, and and we were you were playing in a work pool and I was just I bought a couple tickets. Me and Katie did. Anyway, sorry. Continue. So my odds. One one guy won it, except it, what winds up happening is that there's a Powerball, and if you hit that, you get no matter what. I think you get like either a, it's some percentage of it. I think so. Since several people hit the Powerball, it actually dropped the winnings of the whole. Like if you hit all of it mm-hmm. down significantly, so that while it was the biggest lottery like amount in history. His winnings will not be the largest ever because several people take out of that 1.9 billion or whatever it was. Do you think he develops a complex and like hates those people? No, because after taxes, even if he takes the lump sum, he still got like 450 million dollars or something. Yeah, but when you get greedy and rich, like you start worrying about that kind of stuff. And if if he's at that point and he still gives a fuck that a few people won a couple million dollars and he didn't get it he's an asshole and however he dies he deserves it do we know well that's very dark <laughs> um do we know it's a he like you're throwing uh, he around do you know it's that's, a, 
that's all I heard at work was he, 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 but that could just be the patriarchy. So <laughs> damn the man. Yep. Um, anyway, my point is like one guy, one set of numbers, one, all of it wasn't playing in a pool, nothing. He either picked the numbers or did the, you know, just give me random numbers or whatever. So we had 25 people playing in a pool and two weeks in a row, first week we won $18 and the second week we won $50. And that was buying the first week. I think we bought, uh, two, no, 125 tickets. The second week we bought 250 tickets. Okay. So, and that's how much we won. Another no, another group of five people at my job put in one hundred dollars a piece. Oh my god! And bought two hundred and fifty tickets for five people. Okay. They didn't win a damn thing. Oh. So, like, I, I just there's no way to increase your odds unless you like mathematically put together every combination of number and like it would it would be impossible but the amount of tickets you would have to buy would be more than what the lottery is well and the odds of it well one thing i wondered like if you figured out what tickets won you could just make sure you don't have any of like the same winning combos but because but that's i don't know the odds of it hitting the same numbers again are also astronomical but 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 the fact the idea of like not picking those numbers or like say so we do like random pick like we don't pick our numbers we just like give me what's quick pick is that what it's called yeah and it gives you basically numbers that nobody in the country has selected is that really what it is yes oh i never knew that um but but that's so that's my thing is like what are the odds of quick pick pulling a past winner's combo of numbers? You know what I mean? Like that's got to be astronomical too. So like all the way around, it's just like, here's my, I, we got two tickets. Here's my four. Cause that's what kind of cash I had in my uh, center console in my car. I was like, here, just get two. I have four ones. And like, that's to me, I felt like I contributed as much as if I had come into an office pool or something. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I feel good about what we did. Cause well, it is what it is. I mean, what's crazy is, like, like uh, you're more or less saying, like, buying one ticket is the same odds as buying 250 tickets. Yeah. I mean, you would think if you buy 250 tickets, you would, I'm not saying you would win something substantial, but that you would win something. You would hit some combination of numbers to get $18. And, you know, in the it was two fifty, uh, hundred and twenty five and two fifty. So, in that uh, office, we bought uh, six hundred and twenty five tickets in a two week period, and walked away with sixty eight dollars. Okay, so here's my question: Are you in any way disappointed that you didn't win? Like, actually, emotional disappointment. No. See, that's good. That means you're healthy, in my opinion. Because I, I mean, actually, 
I actually totally forgot that like it even happened the next morning. And it was like that afternoon. I was like, I guess I should Google it and see if anyone won. And I saw that one guy hit them all. And yeah. um, I never even checked my numbers. No, the, the honestly, uh, and this is going to make probably make me sound again, make me sound better than at least I think I am. The only things I thought about when they would go on and on and on about the stuff they would do, like the two things that I thought about for me are like, I would get me a better car. Like the, our conversation the other day was a joke. Um, <laughs> Cause I would want a reliable vehicle yes. and then I would, I would finish off my list. Like not just X-Men number one. Like I have a list of comic books. Like these are the, the books that I'm trying to get. And I would probably add to that list like the things that I think I'll never be able to afford, like Incredible Hulk 181. Although I wouldn't go by like a 9.0 copy. I'd be like, well, what is the most reasonable copy of the first appearance of Wolverine I can get? $1,200? Okay, sold. You know? Yeah. Stuff like that. So maybe I spend just wildly overestimating it $500,000 on comics um, and then get a car and I don't I say I don't, the part of me doesn't even want to buy a house like I don't want a house because I, I know how much comes with that so a car and I just stay in an apartment <coughs> and then my comic books so I've spent less than $600,000 where would you live I don't know yeah, that's fair. I'm just curious. I mean, someplace nice and cozy that... No, what city? Oh. Um, I don't know. Somewhere be in between here and... Oh, that's right. We talked about this. You said Noonan. Yeah, maybe Noonan. If I could find a nice apartment in Noonan. It's not a long drive to Columbus. It's far enough away that people basically have to tell me if they want to come see me to make sure I'm at home. And I can drive up to Chattanooga and see my friends and visit here. Yada, yada, yada. But all I, all I thought about was like all of the things I could do for everybody else. Yeah. That that basically consumed like my daydreaming of what happens if I do win. Well, the first thing that happens is I go to Columbus and put my brother in a car and we drive from doctor to doctor and say, all right, can you tell me what's wrong with him? He's got crab rangoon disease. <laughs> That's apparently so. <laughs> that cracked me up so much. <laughs> At first I was like, did Ryan even get that or is he ignoring it? And I realized he was probably ignoring it. <laughs> but the fact that I had to think about it really amused me. Yeah, I kind of felt bad afterwards. So You were in a mood. He knew it. Yeah. And he knew he put you in that mood. So it's all good. Yeah, he yeah, that's really his own fault. <laughs> he should never have showed me what he showed me. Oh, family. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, just the fact that the people that do so much for me, I could make sure that they never had to worry about anything. Not like I would be like, Spencer and Katie, here's $3 million. Just do what you want. But just be like, okay, what do you need? Like, tell me what you need. Not what you want, because you're a lot like me. If somebody just gave me three million dollars, I'd be like, holy shit, I'm going to buy a lot of comics with this, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So 
but it would be <laughs> i would ask katie <laughs> no no what no, do you God, need no because no, no don't uh-uh because she, she gets unreasonable when this stuff comes up oh really <laughs> i mean you you heard her oh, i thought she was joking <laughs> about which thing uh i don't i don't know we talked about a lot so oh, like like adopting a child yeah I was like, Katie, I get what you're saying. Because like, I had had a serious conversation with her the night that we actually bought our tickets. And I was like, I get what you're saying. It's not about the financial piece. It's not why we don't have a second child. It's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like, can we, like, make a really good charity? And, like, you can make that into your life. And we can help people and, like, help kids. She's like, well, just adopt a kid. I'm like, no. Start a school. Like LeBron James it, you know. I mean, yeah, that, that sounds fantastic. But yeah, no, so no, it was very, it was touch and go there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm about to get talked into another kid. Well, when you have the moment where you go, maybe I don't want to win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, it would be, you know, what do you need? Like, what are your, your bills? Like, your legit yes. bills? Yeah, I'd be like, no. pay off my student loans, please. <laughs> That's what yeah. I would be like. Yeah. That's the one that haunts me at night and that I think about. But nobody else thinks about because it, it doesn't, like, keep our life running. But, like, some days I'm like, I could just file bankruptcy and never think about them again. My credit can't get a, you know, it's not great. It's not terrible. But bankruptcy would be, like, breaking even on my credit. So why not? Yeah. But I would love to not have that anymore. That would make me very happy. I did get asked if I would pay off my medical bills, and I laughed maniacally. So, no. yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe it's like the last, like, well, shit. I'm out of things to do, and I've still got money I can spend. Here's I my guess thing. I should pay off what I owe. Here's my thing about it. What if they like sue you and they get you for damages because how terrible were you that you had this money and you never paid it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if there's a way for them to get your more money if you don't pay them, so I would say pay it just so you simplify your life. Does that make sense? Like, you never know where, like, some judge is going to be like, you never worked hard for this. Let me screw you over. Yeah, I guess I could do the whole, like, approach them with, like, okay, I want to settle this. Yeah. Like, you know, so what's it going to cost to settle this? I'm not paying you the full amount because... I mean, to be fair, and, and nothing against the doctors or hospitals or whatever, I understand, but, I mean, you got a large portion of this from the insurance company, so... And it was a big portion. You were in the hospital for like a month, on yeah. top of everything else. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to, you know, give you half of what I have, so... You know, but I, I mean, honestly, I would make sure everybody else was taken care of before I did anything like that. So, no, that makes sense. That That's like if there's any part of me that regrets not winning, it's that part. Like what I could do for other people. Yeah. You know, it's because you're a nice guy, Logan. So sometimes <laughs> there are Most... people who would definitely disagree with that. Yeah, but that's what you say every time. And you base that a lot on your entire cumulative life and not who you are now. So I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. I'm the same way as you, so it's totally fine and I get it. But at least like I'm going to be the good friend who says, yeah, no, just F that. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's our daydreams about the lottery, I guess. 
It's such, I think like we've had this whole conversation too. So sorry, everybody. Did we own the podcast? No, just like in general. In oh, life. okay. <laughs> well, so I know we kind of talked about it when I was at your house the other night. So, so um, what else is going on? Mm, not much. Watching TV, man. I went to my therapist. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but I didn't know if that was a... We can talk about this topic. Yeah, no, I don't I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. It's more just like, if anyone wondered what that was like, I mean, I have thoughts on that, because I think that's a fascinating thing that I was curious how to... My biggest thing was, right, you, you come in and you start, or you're starting a relationship with the person, really, and you're supposed to, like, tell them all your life stuff. How do you do that? Like, I'm not coming in with, like, I get anxious every time I see paper. Like, I don't have, like, a specific problem. And so how do you start a relationship with a, like, how does that work? And so like, that's something that I feel like if I thought of, somebody else has wondered about. So why not talk about it a little bit? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if we have secret listeners who aren't just Marie and Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might have a co-host of, of the podcast who often wonders that. <laughs> Well there, go, well, there you go. So so that's why I thought it would be valuable. Because, again, when I talked about it the first time, I said I kind of wanted to uh, – working on transparency to a degree. Because I could be a very private individual more so than – like anything that anyone sees about me on social media is more mannered than probably anyone else. I'm not saying controlled, but definitely like here's the only version of me you're allowed to see basically. And so, anyway, just trying to be more transparent. If it makes anybody feel better, I feel like I don't get to see much more beyond that. So, and I'm his best friend. But Or that makes you worry about me. That may make you worry about me, but that's fine, too. That's why I'm going to see a therapist. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, what was I trying to say? So, um, okay, so I go in and fill out, like, paperwork for a billion hours because I... Uh, you know this about me. I broke my hand and a while back, and I just I write very poorly and I write slowly. And so um, I uh, had to fill out paperwork for like 30 minutes. They actually told me, come in way early um, because, A, we want to give you a little more time for your first session, which I thought was nice, um, and, B, um, there's all this paperwork. And they were not wrong. It took me 30 minutes to fill out the paperwork. And so I filled out my paperwork, and the lady just comes uh, – the lady, the doctor – um, I don't want to be disrespectful of her work because she's a doctor, MD. And so um, anyway, she comes to get me um, and we just go back and she's kind of like, it's just nice that he's a lot of polite. How are you doing today? Nice to meet you, that sort of stuff. Um, and she has like, we get into her little office, which is incredibly cozy. Like, I'm like, I could just take a nap like that. Could you just give me this nap, you know? Once a week for an hour and like, I'll be better in no time. Um and so, which is not true, but either way. Um, and so she got all these papers. And the whole idea is she just goes through your life. Um, and it's all these questions. So she'll start with, like, um, some of it's, like, the basic stuff. Do you have any suicidal thoughts? Um, do you have any fears that are um, unexplainable? And, I, and so then she'll give you examples. And she'll go things like, and this is one I think you'll relate to, but she'll go, do you have a fear of heights? And I said, I don't like heights, but I don't have like some sort of irrational, like I don't freak out and like I just sort of just don't like heights. 
and she goes and she and then she like she breaks it down and says this is kind of what irrational looks like versus like what irrational fear is because I told her I said sometimes when I get stuck on the bridge because I have to cross the bridge over the the river every day to come into work if I get stuck on it in traffic for like more than five minutes or so I will like think what happens if like the bridge breaks because that kind of crap happens right and so I said some I'll think about that she goes that's not really irrational that's just more like your mind wandering because of where you're sitting and um, and like and how like and she goes that's not that's not what I'm talking about she what she t- then she kind of gives you an example of what that looks like and then I can go oh no I don't have that so it's she goes through all these lists of symptoms like do you have this do you feel this way ever do you think this kind of thing um, and and she's asking for honesty and I feel like I told her that I felt like the only way it could be a positive working relationship for my growth is for me to be completely honest. So I will just try that. And I just tried to be honest with all my answers. And um, then she broke it down and asked me about my whole life. Just started. She goes, okay, let's go through your life. And she goes from ages one to three, did you experience any significant trauma that you know of? And if anything is too much for you to talk about, that's no problem. You can just sort of indicate however you want to, and we'll go from there. And so I just sort of went through my whole life. It was really weird because there's stuff I haven't thought about in a long time that like I would call defining things in my life. Um, and I haven't thought about them in a while because that's how I deal with stuff. And uh, it was weird to confront some of those things. Um, at one point she asked if I um, had experienced um, trauma and my childhood, like if, or excuse me, abuse in my childhood was, was the specific thing. And, um, I said, I, I said, I, I kind of gave what, what I would call a stock Spencer answer. And she responded with a look of, um, very serious Robin Williams in uh, goodwill hunting. Um, essentially I would, firmly and emphatically without any question call that abuse and I need you to understand that that is a that's real and we can work through it but you don't need to discredit what you went through by questioning it and like it was a very weird validating moment that I never ever expected in my life and it was very tough Um, but it was very healthy for me And so while the whole experience ended up being very exhausting, in the first day of just getting to know somebody, um, I feel as if um, I got some sort of relief that I didn't know I needed. So I will say it's a very daunting thing to start that relationship. It's a lot of Q&A, and it's all about your willingness to be open. I suspect that there are things I did and that anybody would do that give more information than we know we're giving. Because, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they know what to look for. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I mean, she's trained. Exactly. Uh, and and so I, so I suspect there's a level of that sort of thing going on. Um, but at the same time, like, um, in one, we did 90 minutes because of she said it takes longer. She asked me if I could spend some more time the first go around uh, in advance. Like, she didn't, like, get 30 minutes in and go, can you stay, like, 30 extra minutes? Because this is crazy or anything like that. But um, But she did call in advance say would you mind staying a little longer the first time because it takes a while and now i know why because you just go through your whole life and depending on how old you are or how much stuff has happened that can be a lot and so you just went through it and she was very comfortable and like very nice and um responsive and not um 
she took everything I said seriously, but not so serious that I felt like I was um, uh, under a microscope or being judged in any way. It was just like what you have to say is valuable is kind of how it felt, which was nice. Um, And uh, I'd never any judgment, which was also nice. And so, um, but it was a lot of validation for some stuff I did not expect to have validation on maybe ever. And uh, that was only the first hour. And the next time will be like my first real dig in and talk about some stuff session. And so, uh, so I haven't had like a proper, like that sort of session like you see on TV, but the setup was all very much just like, let's tell the story of uh, you for a little bit. And uh, it's weird. It's a very bizarre thing to be open to a stranger. But at the same time, because it's a stranger who treats you with a lot of respect uh, or treated me with a lot of respect, I felt very uh, comfortable and it was not an issue to do it, which was the weird thing because normally I wouldn't talk about this kind of stuff with anybody. So, yeah, that's the experience. Any questions? (laughs) Um, I, I don't have any questions, I don't guess. Um, it is very, like, I always find it strange that, and I mean, to be narcissistic and make it about me. Um, so since I was first diagnosed with cancer three years ago, three and a half years ago now. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how many people, like when I asked them about things how their day is, what's going on, what's wrong, anything like that, have told me some of it and then dismissed it and gone, well, I mean, but it's nothing like what you're going through or what you've gone through or what happened to you or whatever. And that pisses me off so much. Like, don't, and I I know I do it, but don't dismiss your own traumatic events. Like, if some shit is happening to you and it's literally just like the dude at work keeps stealing your fucking sandwich and it's driving you insane. It's like, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't complain because you got cancer. No, I mean, that would, I mean, honestly, that would probably piss me off more than waking up in the bed and being like, we have cancer. Well, I didn't do anything to get cancer, but I'm going to fucking stab that son of a bitch at work with a pair of scissors. (laughs) So, you know, Logan, you may have anger issues. She focuses a lot on anger. (laughs) A lot of the questions are, how on the scale of one to ten does this make you angry? Stuff like that. I, yeah, but I'm more in the vocalize my anger and not act on it stuff. Like I used to be an act on it guy. Like I would bury, 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 and then explode onto somebody. Occasionally, my brother, (laughs) and just try to beat the shit out of him because he said the wrong thing to me. And to be clear, he would be very, very mean. So, like, beyond, like, you're an asshole. Like, specifically, like, hey, I know your buttons. Let me push all of them. Oh, you mean like he did today? um, No. Yeah, but no, no, that wasn't being mean to me. That was just, like, that was triggering me, to use the millennial term. That was like, hey, this is going to piss Logan off. But, I mean, it kind of pissed me off, too, so I want to bring it up. Um, Yeah, that makes but sense. I don't, I rarely ever act out on my anger anymore. Um, I I do vocalize it a lot. <laughs> um, well, that's one thing that that's actually the a clarifying question she asks. She goes, you know, she talks about anger, and then she focuses in, in on uh, how we act on that. And I thought that was really cool because 
it's a there are two pieces of it and sometimes you're afraid to say that things make you mad because you are afraid people will assume your actions does that make sense like yeah. if you say something makes you fucking crazy mad furious people hear you're gonna go nuts and kill somebody you know what i mean like and i get that because of so much uh, just so much bad stuff in the world but it's like no sometimes you're just that angry and it's it's important to know that that's okay to be that angry but it's also important to address if that anger's leading to something else and so i i like the way it's addressed in that way of more like hey let's get a full picture of what that looks like for you so that um if you do have anger issues and we got to talk about you know anger management cuz maybe you're going to turn into andy from the office and like punch a wall at work <laughs> you know <laughs> things um, i've done in my past right and that's and that's what we talked about i said yeah there were, i mean because there was a time yeah i mean yes i have gotten and it's never physical at somebody i've never been in a fight i actually punched one friend but he told me to that's a whole other story and um but like i've never really hit anybody out of any sort of malice and so like I never really thought I ever would, but I have like punched a wall. I definitely have like, I have the high school hole in a door. <laughs> um, and so like, it's just one of those things, but like to get the full context, cause then you break down and go, okay, so what makes you not want to punch a wall anymore the same way? Um, or make, make you not act on that. And then it becomes like, is it because you're now suppressing everything and not dealing with it? And that's maybe why you're here. Or is it because, um, you have figured out a better, more healthy way to deal with it. You do meditation, you do, you know what I mean? It's this great whole picture. And I felt like I didn't expect that for some, I don't know, maybe ignorant reason, but I did not expect that to be how it was. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But, but I don't know. I, I think that, um, again, sort of like I talked about a few weeks ago, like if you feel the need to, uh, to talk to somebody, I mean, we all have stuff going on and, I don't know. I read this article. And I texted you and uh, Ryan about it today about how like one of the problems with the like because it's it, the article is taking a serious look at like, hey, right now uh, there's all these you know men's rights. And what about what happens to us? And so like what are the actual problems with being a male? Because despite all of the uh, sort of negative connotations to like men have problems too or some statement like that like everyone does and every and it makes sense that males will have specific problems to being a male you know what i mean that but it's not about entitlement it's just like hey we have a, a life experience as a gender and that comes with problems and so what are those for real and a big part of it was like the fact that we are really really trained by society to never talk about our feelings in any big way and that causes so many emotional issues which probably come out in a lot of ways in these things that are part of the um the root of weinsteins and shitty people like that and 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 like imagine if like he could have been a little kid who could have talked about his feelings with his dad and who knows what would have been different and so i just think it's very important to encourage that so i'm gonna say you got any problems it's a really casual experience and i'll be honest with you I think I would have known if this lady was like not cool, or excuse me, this doctor was not cool in like five minutes. I would have been like, no, I'm out. And there's nothing wrong with being like, I'm not comfortable with you. You're not, this is not good for me. And then find the doctor who would be good for you. I did a lot of research into the person I saw so that I was, I was hoping to get it right on the first shot. And I, and I did, but that's not always the case. And, and one piece of advice I was given, just walk out, just be like, you know, 
this is not good for me. I think I need to find someone else. Maybe that person will help you find somebody. Or maybe you realize it's just a really bad situation because every profession has people who are bad at their jobs. And then you just go find somebody better. Um, so, I don't know, recommendations from a non-doctor who's only been to a therapist to tell my life story. <laughs> I, I would also recommend starting a podcast and just being honest. So, yeah, because here's the truth about that. Not many fucking people are going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. And the ones that do, I mean, unless they have some other prior relationship with you, even the ones that are listening, they're not going to say anything to you. And if they do, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, I've never. Gosh, I'm trying to think if I, I don't... I've gotten a few shitty, <laughs> shitty comments about me. But, Is but it I took about a... this podcast, though? No, 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 no. No. Yeah, it's about Star Wars stuff or something like that, right? Or the Jessica Jones podcast <laughs> or right. uh, the Mr. Robot stuff early so what, on. <laughs> so what we're saying is, you know, as as the culture is telling you now anyway, your fandom can be pretty toxic in this world. But what, what I think that is true is a podcast like the one you're doing now, something that's more personal. <clears throat> I don't think you get any of that stuff. You don't get as much exposure for sure. So you don't have to worry about being like broadcasting your crap everywhere, which is actually kind of nice. But you get someone to talk to. It's regular, which is good. And and you will have support, even if it's minimal. Like Marie, I don't think would ever say anything crappy. And if she got bored with us navel gazing, which is a lot of what this is, then she would just not listen and never let us know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like th there would be no malice in any way. And that's that's really cool. So I'm, I'm seconding your thought there. Because, I mean, honestly, the, the truth of all of that is, my opinion, I know I'm not a doctor, like 90% of it is just, like you said, expressing your feelings, vocalizing something. If it's too fucking thin air, like saying it out loud takes away so much of the stress or the pressure or whatever. Yep. Like just saying it out loud. So, you know what? Like this is what's going on. You know, and I mean, not to get religious-y, but I, a lot of times I think that's why prayer does work, because you're... It's a release. Yeah, you're vocalizing that. And, you know, you start to see a way through the issue when you are actually honest about what the issue is. And sometimes you can't be honest until you actually say it out loud to someone or to you know the imaginary person that is listening you know yeah. and so if you don't want to go see a therapist start a fucking podcast it's pretty easy and extremely cheap i have three and not to you know i don't know i i don't really care it literally cost me less than 20 dollars a month to to have three podcasts so you know there's not really any any reason not to do it. So, and you could probably spend less than twenty dollars a month. So. I mean, if you're, I mean, you brought an audience with you. If you have a smaller audience, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. So when you, if you're just getting started, it'll just be cheaper. Honestly, the most expensive thing is paying for the uh, hosting of the actual website, like the web hosting of the 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 files itself is. Yeah. Pretty inexpensive, thanks to Amazon. Yeah. So, 
our overlords, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not comfortable with that, then start a podcast. So it's pretty fucking easy. And, you know, it's helped me tremendously in four and a half years or however long it's been since we started Shield Your Ears. The biggest thing to me, too, is like right now, this like we are so connected and so disconnected, which is such a cliche to say because everyone sort of realizes that and feels that. So if you're like one of our secret listeners or one of our two listeners who just wants to reach out, that's fine with me. But um, but like if you're like, I don't know if you're listening, but not saying much and are kind of feel like you fit in this. If you feel like any of this is true and you need help starting a podcast, you have questions, just, just shoot me an email. My email is filmdispenser at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter at filmdispenser, so you can find me. But it's spelled like Pez Dispenser, not like my name Spencer. And so filmdispenser at gmail, just shoot me an email. Say something. Like, don't be alone. There's no excuse for being alone these days. But I think because of how disconnected social media can make people feel, that people feel alone all the time. But it's like, hey, just hey, I'm saying as a stranger, uh, just e- email, say hello, and be happy to uh, talk to you. And if you say all I really want is to take your advice on the podcast thing, I'll give you everything I know and tell you everything I know how to do. Logan only started because I did it. And some of it I might go, oh, I don't remember this. Like I just realized I owe you some passwords, Logan, um, just saying this. But like I, I'll look into it. Just email me. Um, feel free because there's just no reason to be alone anymore uh, in this world but I think that the way social media works is broken so this to me people is is real social media using that technology to communicate um, directly not through a filter like Facebook or Twitter Um, so just reach out feel free because what harm could it do I'm not going to be your best friend I have a wife and a kid and a job and I'm so busy I can hardly like give my actual like in person in the same town best friend that's you logan um that's that's right buddy we're friends and um that's become my new favorite thing by the way just to tell people <laughs> that my best friend didn't know we were friends while we were best friends um but like there's just no excuse to be alone and i'm like I, I can't give you my whole life but uh i can give you a conversation it may be boring see what i did there yeah <laughs> that's pretty good um so here's my other thing about therapy my like legit fear of going to a therapist and a lot of times like I know some some people I won't say who that have either a went to therapy or b talked about going to therapy and my fear of them going to therapy sometimes was realized in that you're telling one side of the story yes and so that's not the whole story and it's also a skewed version of the story now when it comes to traumatic events i am completely on board with like well the trauma happened to you so that makes sense but there are there's so many things in your life that aren't necessarily traumatic that may you know that do affect you and so talking about them like you're paying somebody to be on your side so, you know, my opinion is if that's if it's a bad doctor, because what you're really paying for is for someone to be honest with you. And and so but but they have to be able to figure out how to check you and know that you're being dishonest. And that really comes down to how much you bring to them. 
You know what I mean? It's like you can make if you lie the right way, you can make anyone on your side is what I'm really trying to say. And so to me, like a, they, if, but if you give it your all, like there's a story in particular from my childhood that I have probably told a dozen times one very specific way from my perspective. Um, and instead, I went really, really objective with it this time around. Said this is the full picture of it, and I feel like that was the best thing in that situation. But I could have very easily said it from my perspective, and it becomes a very black and white story. But the gray is the part that makes it actually very hard for me internally. And but I have to be willing to be honest, and so would you. So I, I agree with you to a, a point, but I also feel like a really good doctor can call you on your bullshit, but you also have to bring the honesty. You have to go into those doors wanting not to prove any kind of point, but to just sort of explore what you need to, not knowing what that is. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I sounds, you know, egotistical again, but most of the time I'm pretty good at being honest about my shit to myself. Like yeah. the good stuff, not so much probably. Yes. That's, um, that's where I would agree. <laughs> um, but, uh, like the, the bad stuff, maybe I would say that I'm probably too harsh on myself about a lot of things, but like, I'm generally good about calling out my own bullshit. Yeah, I and, think there's like a balancing thing that's missing for you, like just as your friend. And, and I think you pretty much bring this on the podcast every week, so I'm not really bringing up any secrets. Um, but I think you, you're missing a balance. I wish that I wish for you that you had like, I don't need you to have it. We were good. We're still going to be friends with you not having it because you never made me mad. <laughs> which is I refuse to believe. I know. That's... I, I don't know a single person that hasn't made me mad in my life at some point. I know they just make, and you know what I hear? Oh my God, I've made him mad so many times. And, <laughs> and like, that's all I hear. See, that's just who we are. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> if so, there is a scale, you're, you're kind of far down on it. And if is I down good or bad, good. Okay. Good. Like you're not near the, like, and I would probably say that 90% of those were like, we were going to do something and then it didn't happen. I was like, damn it. Yeah, that, sounds, then, about, that sounds like me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then like the next day or an hour later, it's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That doesn't, I mean, if I had to have guessed, I would have been like, that's probably something like that. Or like you've wanted some passwords for me for two weeks and I keep forgetting to do it. <laughs> I mean, I still have a box with the microphone and a uh, mixer in there that I don't know how to work to. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I've never got that computer started because I've now lost my mouse. I need to bring one home from work so I can turn it on. All good. Anyway. If I was legit, like, I would pester you about something if I was. No, I know you would. Eventually, it would get to a point where I was just like, hey, man, are you ever going to do this? Um, but hence me putting them in a box <laughs> so that they're not looking at me so I'm not like, oh, yeah, I should probably ask him about that. But they're in the I saw him the other day. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I had these. Well, one of my uh, my goals for Christmas for myself this year is to get that laptop because it's basically my whole like interface with my mouse and keyboard doesn't work. And so I'm either going to get that fixed or just get like a really nice wireless mouse and uh, keyboard set up because I have like a $10 keyboard and apparently no mouse. I don't know where it went. But anyway, but soon I'll be getting it running and then I'll do whatever you want me to do. Not including the Amazon thing. I can do that on any computer. 
So live uh, live sex shows. All what? right. What did you I said say? any you said anything I wanted you to do. <laughs> oh God, why would you want that? That's that's nope. No thank you. <laughs> you don't want that. No one wants that. No, I that. don't. Although apparently your wife was like um, thinking uh, <laughs> that I I might play for the other team. So. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. That was her attempt at bro humor. <clears throat> you got to do it better than that, though. You can't just be like, oh, is it a male? You got to, like, insist that it's a guy. Like, if she just said, oh, really? What's his name? Like, that would have worked. <laughs> Can you picture her doing that, though, to you? I can picture her doing some crap like that to me, but not to other people. If I told somebody at work, like, uh, hey, there's this, like, I don't go to church, but, yeah, there's there's, uh, somebody at my church I'm, like, kind of crushing on. Oh, you mean, like, there's someone at your work that you're kind of crushing on? I didn't say that, but the people at my work would definitely, like, the group I work with, at least one of them, probably all five of them, would say, what's his name? Like, that's legit what they would say. And then they would crack up because they would think it's the funniest thing they've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, she couldn't do that to you. It it would not have bothered me. I know, but could you... uh, What I'm asking is, could you have pictured her actually doing that? No, no. Yeah, exactly. So... That was funny. Um, I did like that you never followed up on that, though. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I told you were asking questions. I was like, oh, you can like, you can look. Like, this is her Oh, name. yeah. No, once you gave me her first name but not her last name, I believe my words out loud were, this motherfucker right here. And I just was like, I'm done. <laughs> and so... because so you If just, you look at my friends list, it's not that complicated. Yes, but you're being so stupidly coy. That's so coy for no good reason. Just give me a first and last name. Come on. What? And you've done this before, by the way. So just to let you know, this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened. And I was just like, yeah, no, not worth it. <laughs> I'm just I'm leaving it alone. I, I, if I, I don't, I don't wanna... better, I wasn't intentionally being coy. I, um, honestly, she was standing at my desk. <laughs> I, I was, we're having a conversation while I was texting. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't want to get mad at you for the first time, so I just stopped the conversation. I, I mean, I appreciate that. So, yeah, so uh, I, I'm glad it didn't turn into like, oh, not on Facebook stalking this person. And I mean, I figured it out and I looked at her and I showed Katie. So, I mean, like, there is some stalking going. I'm probably a suggested friend, and she's like, why am I being suggested to this guy? <laughs> well, she would probably want. Uh, that's too much. People can put pieces together. I'll stop. So. Okay. <laughs> but for sure, she's not attached? For sure. Okay, that's all I was asking. That was the one thing we, we were, like, you said that, but I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know, because she won't shut up about that fact. So. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. <laughs> and if she's not, maybe she's just looking for some Logan. Yeah. Life, no. life, life with the side of Logan. I don't think anybody's looking for that. That's what I'm calling it. Life with the side of Logan. That's what she's. I mean, that would have been a great name for a podcast. You know, the podcasts are cheap. We've established this. Yeah, I can't be on every podcast though. I mean, yeah, because some of them won't have you on them. 
Is that a burn? I don't think that was a good burn. That was a bad burn. <laughs> I appreciate what you're going for. <laughs> Thank you. I have to be more nice at my work, so I'm not as well practiced. Uh, yeah, I, despite working for a corporation, um, <laughs> the building I work at is so far away from the corporate office that things have gone south. <laughs> so, hence the, I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, like a few weeks ago when we all got an email and a talking to from human resources that we needed to watch the sexual harassment training video that one of my team members said, I think we're already pretty good at it. We really don't need any more training. Oh my God. That's amazing. So yeah, we're, we're terrible. And I mean, it, it is legit to the point where if somebody from corporate or associated with corporate or, um, like they're bringing somebody down that we do business with. We get emails the day before, no, two days before telling us the day before reminding us, A, wear your badge, B, dress nice, C, don't do or say anything stupid while they're in the building. And like then the morning of, our bosses will have a talk with us and say, hey, don't forget, this is what's going on. If you don't look at least decent, like we're sending you home to change and don't act like an ass. So no throwing the football, no shooting your Nerf guns, no, like all of this stuff. So yeah, we're terrible. <laughs> it's almost like a frat house, but I never went to college. Your mom went to college. No, no, she didn't. Is that how I insult people? Uh, <laughs> no. I'll never but be good. That's that's from uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a it's great Napoleon Dynamite. So. Um, yeah, it's um, so, yeah. There's certain things like, there's a lot of um. That's that's what she said type humor in my life. Yeah. Um, but I can't be like, I, I hate you <laughs> at my job in any way, in any way. Like if I were to be even passive aggressive or sarcastic, that's how it would be felt. And then I have to talk about somebody's emotion. And like and I know I just advocated for that. But in the workplace, sometimes you just want to be like, hey, quit being this way. So life will be easier at work. And I just can't have that kind of conversation in my work life. I've told so many people to go fuck themselves. I cannot imagine. Like, no, no, let me rephrase. I can imagine. I just, I can't imagine it being um, happening and me still having a job when I got done. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Although one day, like, the party will stop and I will cease to have a job. <laughs> oh, I like that he called it a party. Uh, some days it is. Some days it's kind of tomorrow is going to be a working nightmare uh one of my group is out and so my boss forgot to get someone to cover for him so he looked at me at four o'clock today and was like hey are you covering for him tomorrow i was like well i guess i am now and uh, i said i guess you didn't get anybody he said nope completely forgot he was taking the day off i was like okay i said well i'm doing his job so who's doing my job he said oh i was kind of hoping you could do your job too and I mean, that's part of the problem with like being 
as efficient, I won't say good, efficient as I am at what I do. And like, well, legit, like unless things go sideways, you can do what you need to do in less than three hours. And then spend the rest of the day covering for him. So there's realistically, you can do both things. You can make it happen. You'll just be under a little stress. And I'm just like, but my job is so stress-free when I'm just doing my job. Yep. You literally are. It's funny. It sounds like you and I are just as hard of workers because I had a 30-minute long conversation with Katie when I got home tonight about a very, very similar situation, which won't stop. And it's like I could be making a huge impression at this at doing one thing I'm doing, my actual new job that I got earlier this year. But I spend so much time helping people uh, do their jobs better um, that I can only do my job to like the desired. Um, like I get my goals done because I can do both, but I can't like excel if that makes sense. Yeah, and it drives me mad. Mad, I tell you. Yeah people say mad (laughs) Uh, i mean i'll be okay it's one day so um i'm taking three days off next week and uh, just to be a dick uh i looked at them today and i was like well i know what i'm doing tomorrow but here's my question what the fuck are you assholes gonna do next week without me for three days what they say they're like yeah it's gonna suck (laughs) like yeah you gotta do all of this shit yourself that I do because there's nobody else to replace me. So, haha. <laughs> I said, you know what? When I come in Monday, it better not be a shit ton of backlog. Like, well, Logan's got to do all this. So, we'll just save it for him Monday. Like, it better get done. So, you want to hear something cool? Yeah. I just got all the backpacks in Spider Man. I don't know what that means. Well, that was an asshole response. You should have just said cool. <laughs> it is cool. If I knew what it meant, it would be awesome. What do the backpacks do? It's like an achievement. They have backpacks scattered all over the the city. And if you get them, you get little like doodads. But you get points. And there's like 60 of them. But I got them all. And you can like level up as you go to them. Get them and stuff. I don't know. It's just one of those things they want you to do. So I did it. So you don't get like different costumes. No, that's when you level up. But the backpacks, as you get along, you get XP for getting them. And so I've actually leveled up like four times instead of fighting people, just getting backpacks. So I've got four new suits just because I got backpacks. Wouldn't it make more sense for the backpacks to have the new suits? Well, the backpack has basically, they're basically little Easter eggs. And so like there's like a little allusion to Mary Jane and there's a, um, a, uh, a chip of the rhinoceros's horn. And there's like these little like allusions and stuff. It's fun. I'll probably appreciate it more when I play the game. Yeah, you will. Just because it's one of those things, like I said, it's like the relaxing thing to do. Mm. And it makes you explore the whole city. So now I've been like top to bottom all over the city. I do have one more question for you. Yeah. Since you were talking about listening to the podcast, I wonder, I should have asked you in messaging today, but I didn't. <clears throat> Was it boring as shit listening to us play a board uh, role playing game? No, but I didn't like so the figuring out what you were doing part of it, not the best podcasting I've ever listened to. So like once you got roll, like once you kind of like were doing it, 
like the opening of the book and kind of I wish everyone knew what their characters were in advance so like they could kind of <clears throat> act y'all could sort of assist each other in getting started if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So like you're now past that so it'll be fine. Like I want you guys to do it more. But that was the only criticism I had. I was like I kind of I feel like I get that like in person you wouldn't really know what was going on, but I sort of feel like in the podcast it would have helped the experience on my end if you guys all were sort of a little bit aware of what's going on before you started doing it. If that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, but honestly, now that like, I feel like if you guys can get in a rhythm and do it some more, it'll just be easier and y'all can wing it better. Cause y'all have done it. But yeah, that's sort of my thought. A little more together on it would be good. Yeah. Cool. But honestly, then I think about like your crew and it would just, I just don't know how that's going to happen. So now, but it was, so I had a lot of fun being like, Oh, that Elizabeth. Oh, there goes Ryan again. (laughs) (laughs) But Jacob was great. No problems there, Jacob. (laughs) Making up for the, the attack earlier for the throwing. And he listens. So, you know, (laughs) Oh man. But no, no, so yeah, I just think a little bit more cohesiveness, a little smoother, but not boring. Not boring because you guys are. It's, I mean, it's you. Honestly, sometimes the podcast is like this anyway. It's just like you four in a room with all the lights off and it's pitch black and you keep bumping into each other. Like that's what it's like listening to it, but that's the joy of it sometimes. It's so weird to me. I don't know. I feel like it's constant mess. Honestly, that, that, I, I mean, I, I love doing it. It's maybe my favorite. No, Automatic for the People is still my favorite thing I've ever done. But it's easily my second favorite thing I've ever done. Um, And I'm so glad we did it. But, like, everything leading up to the podcast makes me so frustrated a lot of the times. And not through anybody's fault, really, other than maybe my own, of going in like, it's going to be amazing. And then, like, oh, wait, we're not ready. Oh, wait, this happened. Oh, wait, this happened. Oh wait, yeah, and it's just this constant. I I think it's because we're cursed. Like the whole family is cursed. <laughs> Some constant, but when we're in it, I'm always having a good time. And then like before, and like, did you listen all the way past the music? At the end? Yeah. No, because I was doing like a tear of, and so I didn't even think about that and jumped. Okay, that that one in particular has stuff past the music. So. What happened was, since it was video, it was eating up more of my battery. And since I don't have a grounded plug in my room, I can't leave my laptop plugged in. So I'm like, well, my battery's going to die. So let's wrap this up. So they wanted to like keep interrupting me wrapping it up, and my battery died. And so there's this whole section where Skype was still recording and I wasn't on, where Ryan's just like, oh, Logan's going to be so pissed. And I just like keep talking about it. And I had to like go in the other room, plug up my laptop, boot it back up, get back on, and be like, I, 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 I think I messaged them like, I pray to God that that recorded because my battery just died. And if Skype, you know, I don't know, it could glitch if I don't stop the recording. Like we just lost all of that. Right. You know? And so, I mean, I was, I was pretty pissed. Because I'm literally one minute away from just being like, all right, and then stopping the recording and then shutting the computer down. So, um, 
So, yeah, if you go listen, it's kind of funny. Like, I listened to what they said. I was like, yeah, they're right. I was pretty pissed because I signed back on, saw that I got the recording, and said, all right, I got it, guys. Bye. And just hung up and shut my computer down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, now, there's one thing. It is funny because I can hear you get annoyed sometimes. And I feel like, except for once with Elizabeth, nobody ever gets mad. <laughs> And like you'll get so annoyed, and it's it's very funny to me. I can like, see that. Sometimes I do play it up. Like when they don't laugh at my jokes, I I play that up. Whatever you did not like that they did not laugh at your joke. Oh, that one time I was pretty upset. Yeah, I was just like, guys, I literally just described the entire plot of Star Wars. We're on a Star Wars podcast, and none of y'all got that. What the, the hell was wrong with you? <laughs> but the best part was when you recapped it with Adam. And then, like, Adam is just dying, and I could hear, <laughs> I could hear your satisfaction in the fact yes. that Adam was laughing, and Ryan was there to witness it. Like, it was just wonderful. I laughed so hard. I was like, this is why I miss podcasting with Adam. <laughs> Adam gets you. That's what it is. He does, man. I've legit missed him for, like, the last several months, however long it's been since we talked. So... No, it was wonderful listening to you guys. It made me miss him a lot too. It was like I was like, "Yeah, I get it. That's I miss it." So, if you're listening to this, and for some reason you don't listen to the X Wing Files, it's uh, it's a really fun show. We don't always play a role playing game. No, it's a one time thing. And once you know the cast of characters, and I don't mean the role playing characters, I mean their real life characters, which are honestly stranger than their role playing characters, uh, it becomes more entertaining. Yeah. Um. Anyway, somebody laugh at me. I'm funny. That's I mean, <laughs> it just amused me so much because I knew I knew what you did and I knew you were funny, but nobody got it. I, and, honestly, like I and, and yeah, I I don't I don't like praise a lot of stuff I do, but straight up, I think I'm a lot funnier than fucking people give me credit for. <laughs> I mean, and it drives me nuts. Uh, you know, I don't know. You're, you're pretty funny. It's not just on the podcast, and it's not just on social media. Like I do it at work too. I'll say something, and nobody laughs, and I just look at them and just go, "Fuck all of you." <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh man, that's probably when you got mad at me because I miss stuff like that all the time. No, I no, not really. Well, you're not laughing at my jokes, doesn't you laugh at me enough? Like, it's the people that never laugh at me. I'm just like, how do you not think that's funny? Um, let's see, I, I, I've, at work, I've gotten a good feel for the audience. So, like, depending on who I'm talking to, I know what to say to make them laugh. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, I'm doing laughing it now. For the laughs. I'm laughing now. I'm just, I'm just encouraging your bad habits. Just doing it for the laughs. Um, it is my favorite thing. Like if somebody laughs at something I say, like when I'm legit trying to be funny, not when I'm like did something stupid and I'm like, well, now I'm embarrassed. But when somebody laughs at something I say, uh, it's like fucking crack, man. I love it. Well, I don't know, man. I. I now feel like I need to laugh at you more. 
No, like I want to actually earn it. Don't just laugh. So don't be that chick who's just like, if I laugh at his jokes, he might like me. I don't need you to like me. Also, chick is derogatory. Don't use it. <laughs> I like saying chick. I know you do. You're very 90s that way. I don't mean it derogatory. <laughs> I know. I say chick and dude about everything. It's always this dude or this chick. I think my absolute favorite tweet of the last six months is when whoever was running the um, the X-Wing files sent me the dude thing, and I responded with the dude wears my car sweet response. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I, it was Ryan or Jacob. It wasn't me. Either way, I just want you to know my gift response was my favorite thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, but it did, and it was great. Um, I don't have anything else. I don't either. I'm going to play more Spider-Man. swinging through the city. I can hear it. Yeah, no, that was fighting bad guys that time. That's why you could hear it. Oh, okay. Because I realized the swinging's not so interruptive, but the clicking of the buttons apparently had the loudest controllers in the world. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, but I don't know. Listeners don't need to hear that. Uh, it's just Jacob and Marie. Well, I respect their ears. Marie loves us no matter what we do, as long as we don't support Trump. Oh, my God. Did you hear he's coming here? To Chattanooga? They just announced it. I'm moving just in time. <laughs> He'll be here uh, Monday before the election, um, is what they're saying. But my hope is, because they don't have anything confirmed, my hope is that he's just talking about it, and it's not going to really happen. Why here? Because of the Bredesen um, Blackburn election, it's so tight. And you know why? It, how it would have not been as tight? Had I gone out and voted? There it is. I'm not a legal resident of Tennessee. You could have voted for Stacey uh, Adams. Sure. Enjoy- oh. What if this is the thing that makes me finally mad at you? I'm okay with that. I hate that you're okay with that. Stop being okay with that. You being mad at me for not voting is not going to make me vote. What would make you vote? Um, paid day off. Well, I do think that should be a thing. Personally. You're like, well, if I actually go down and vote, I get a paid day off. I guess I can do that. But I'm, I'm just, it's not my thing. Not so, your thing. Which sucks because I actually live in a place where like, I should be more active and stuff like that because it's so borderline. Um, in a lot of places, it's not borderline at all. Um, and shoot, we didn't used to be borderline. Oh, yeah, it used to be very, like, nope, doesn't matter who you vote for. It's going to be a Republican. So, yep. yeah. Well, when they reset the Matrix, it'll be all right. Eh, I'm beginning to lose faith in that whole idea. <laughs> the further down the rabbit hole we get, I'm like, shit, it's not the Matrix. <laughs> it's, we just suck. It's just real life. Mm. I want a piece of cake. Me too. I'm going to go watch. Have mm. ice cream. 
Eva, I don't have anything. I don't think I even had dinner, now that I think about it. I didn't. Ugh. I should probably eat. I probably <laughs> won't. I'm just going to watch a bad horror movie and then go to sleep. Have you ever seen Critters? Nope. Can you add that to your list? I like, can. I, I'm not even going to finish my list. No, I'm not adding anything to it. Next year's it. round. Next year. I have it. Let's say I'll bring it out there and we can watch it. That's probably in my garage. No, I have it here. It's oh. with me. Uh, oh, I'm it's adding more it. valuable than Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding. I bought it after I packed all my stuff and put it at your house. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch Resident Evil 2. Why? Because then I can get to the ones that they say are crazy. But they're not crazy good. They're just crazy bad. But sometimes that's crazy good. I wish you well on your journey. Now I'm probably actually going to watch Wreck 3. That's what I'm probably going to watch. Because I watched the first two and I want to finish that series. At least that's a foreign film and you're getting some kind of culture. <laughs> Spanish zombies who are actually demons. Ooh, twist. Spoiler alert for the Rex series. Yeah, I was about to say, damn it, dude. I haven't seen those. I only saw the one shitty remake. Yeah, but the, it's all oh, that's the worst part of it. So I just saved you the disappointment of that terrible reveal. Anyway, but yeah, well, have a good night. Um, and everybody out there, have a better tomorrow. Bye. All right, man. Well, have a good night, sir. Uh, you too. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.